Psalm 40, reading from verse 1 to 5. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the stormy, slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us, no one can no one can recount to you. Where I were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. An old man was sitting in the lounge chair doing a crossword. I don't know, perhaps he was recovering from a knee operation, I'm not too sure, but anyway, he was doing a lot of crosswords and quite enjoying them. And uh, his wife was becoming quite interested and she was starting to come around, look over his shoulder and lean on his shoulder and give a few suggestions and a few answers. And, um, and as you can well imagine, this became quite annoying to the old man. Eventually he said, look, wifey, go and get a crossword and do one of your own. Get last week's because I didn't do it, so it's, it's brand new. Have a go at that one. So she did. She started off with this crossword, and it wasn't long before um, questions were coming across the room, and, um, and he was giving back the answers, and things were going along pretty well. And then the questions became a little bit harder, and he had the, had the immediate answer. And she thought, oh, this husband of mine, he's better than I thought he was. Um, anyway, she didn't take much notice. She kept going for a while. And more, more questions. They're getting harder and harder as the puzzle came to the end. And he had the right answer immediately, every time. And she thought, this is too good to be true. And then it suddenly hit her that as he was doing this week's puzzles, the answers to last week's were on the same page. Yes, he had all the answers. Folks, we, need, we too need to remember and remind ourselves time and time again that God has all the answers to our problems. He's at, he has the answers to today's problems. He knows what tomorrow's problems will be and also, of course, the answers. And with this thought in mind, I want to share with you the words from the psalm this morning. Psalm 40 and verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. People today of all generations are facing problems. Even in Australia, 
a well-to-do country. We're asking questions about how we're going to survive. Many battling to keep the household going, food on the table. People are asking questions about the interest rates rising so quickly. Power bills exploding. Asking questions about the devastating floods we've just experienced throughout New South Wales. The COVID disaster. When is it going to end? Worldwide, questions about the Russia and the war there and the threat of nuclear warheads. Yes, many today are asking questions, searching for answers, but looking in the wrong places. Yes, we here this morning may have financial problems, may have health problems, may have family problems, may have farming problems. But we are so blessed and so fortunate to have someone to lead us through these times. We're so blessed and so fortunate that we have a God who has a plan and a future and the answers for each one of us. God's plan is an individual plan. It's not a group plan. It's not a plan for the Harry Park Baptist Church and another one for another church. It's an individual plan. And only one person can change that plan, and that is you. Yes, unfortunately, many today want to change. They want to follow their own thoughts, their own plans, their own desires, their own wishes. And people continue to turn away, believing they know a better way. People turn away, not heeding the warnings that are put out before them. Some of you who are old enough may remember the Hobart Bridge disaster back in 1975 when 12 people lost their lives after a boat hit the bridge, causing it to collapse in the middle. One of the saddest stories to come out of that disaster was the story of an old man travelling at that particular time on the bridge Fortunately, he wasn't going very fast and he was able to stop realising what was ahead of him. And just before he got out of his car, he looked in the rear vision mirror and he saw a car coming behind him. So he quickly hopped out and beckoned the car to stop. Tried to slow them down, tried to stop them, gave them plenty of warnings. But as that carload of teenagers went past him. They increased their speed and yelled out abuses to the old man seconds before they all plunged to their deaths. <clears throat> that elderly man reminds me of Christian folk today, leaders and teachers, 
warning people that if they do not follow Jesus' plan for their life, their eternity will be dark and black. But like that old man that day, the Christian message is so often rebuked and ignored. And on many occasions, this rejection is supported by the media. The media, who seem to take great delight in bringing down the Christian way of life. Because these warning signs are not being heeded, society is falling backwards. Society is forgetting the Christian blessings of peace, of love, of forgiveness, of purpose and plan. Forgetting the reassurance that Jesus will be with us every step of every day. Blessed is a Christian word. It's a spiritual word. It's a biblical word that has been hijacked today by society. And so often in society today, we hear people say that that person has been blessed because they have fame or fortune or talent or good luck. And this tends to force people into chasing earthly and material possessions. In the book of Timothy, Paul says, the love of money is the root of all evil. And a quick look at our modern society today certainly upholds that belief. We've lost sight of the truth that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the very word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're all taken up with things. Jesus told the classic story of the rich man who had so much in the way of material goods, he was embarrassed. So he built bigger barns to accommodate it all. And when he had completed that exercise, he sat back, believing he had the world at his fingertips, everything was under control. He sat back and began to eat, drink and be merry. That man wasn't evil. He wasn't a criminal. But God called him a fool. God called him a fool. No one else did. His fellow farmers thought he was, he was an extra good farmer, making the right decisions. God called him a fool, not because he was successful, but because he had forgotten where his goods had come from. And he had forgotten that his soul needs to be nurtured as well. Jesus was tempted with material things as well. When the devil took him into the wilderness and right up to the top of the mountain and looked down over the, over the kingdoms of the world, Satan said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. 
Jesus replied, away from me, away from me. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So today we have a choice, don't we? We can either buy our things from Satan at a very high price or we can receive our things from God as a gift, a free gift, when we seek his kingdom and his way. It's a vital choice that every one of us has to make. A rich young ruler came to Jesus. When it came to things, he had so many. He had a lot of things. He had wealth. He had power. He had fame. He had youth. But he wasn't happy within his heart. There was something missing. So he came to Jesus and he said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus knew this young bloke was a very decent young man. In the eyes of the church and society, he was held up high. But when Jesus suggested this young man that he give away a lot of his wealth and his possessions, the young man couldn't handle it. And he turned away and went away sorrowfully. You see, this young man had great possessions, earthly possessions that he did not want to part with. I read the other day where a nation that grows in wealth and affluence also grows in the suicide rate. One of the countries with the lowest suicide rates in the world would be Africa where the standard of living is fairly low. The country with the highest suicide rate is probably Sweden, where the standard of living is very high. And Australia is not too far behind on that list. But here again, society is to blame. From the earliest childhood, Right through life, we are continually bombarded with the fact that money is the, is the prime objective of our lives. Seek first money, society says, and the rest will be added unto you. Briefly, the world is clamoring for happiness and peace. And Max shared this with us last week. Young people everywhere are trying to put things together. And they are discovering that these material treasures fail to satisfy the inner heart. If only these young people would hear and take on board the words of Matthew 6, Verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What a promise 
What a gift. How blessed are we? How blessed are we to have a God, a fatherly figure, who loves us, cares for us, provides for us, has a personal plan for each one of us. And as we start the new year, may we all be mindful of these wonderful blessings we have around about us. May we be thankful for them and use them in a way that pleases the giver. Of course, not everything in 2023 will be perfect. <clears throat> Nowhere does Jesus say that his people will have exemption from pain and sorrow. But he does promise to be with us no matter what path we walk down. God is one step ahead at all times. He's going on before us. No matter what mountain we might climb up against, he's already climbing it. No matter what journey of uncertainty we encounter, God is 100 steps ahead of us. He's laying out the path and preparing the way for us into 2023. Take this blessing of reassurance with you. <clears throat> While I was recovering from knee surgery, still in for that matter, but um, I was and trying to put together this service. During that process, I received a Christmas card from a cousin of mine. And in that Christmas card was a word I'd never heard of before. Does anyone here know what a dissectologist is? Raise your hand if you do. I, I'd never heard of the word. Well, looks like I've got some friends anyway. Yeah. And this little, this little note went on explaining what a dissectologist is, and I'll read it out to you. A dissectologist is a person who enjoys completing jigsaws. With time and patience, each piece is tested and tried. Some come together quickly, as we know, while others take more time, awaiting further clues. There are so many shapes and sizes, so many colours and shades, so many textures and intricate detail. And what an accomplishment it is, what a thrill it is when you put that final piece in its place and the perfect picture is finished. Life is like a jigsaw. It takes time for all the pieces to get sorted and to come together. There are so many different interests and so many different experiences, so many different challenges and so many different adventures, so many different abilities and talents. Seeing not many of you, like me, had never heard of the word before, it's actually started back many, many centuries ago, I think, and they had maps of countries. And someone got, to, got the idea that they'd cut the maps into different sections with a saw, and then the, the exercise was to put the map back together with all these little different odds and shapes. So that's how jigsaw puzzles came about. And uh, so 
bit of useless information for you. Anyway. <clears throat> As we commence 2023, in a way, we are all dissectologists. As we put together the pieces, that will be our 2023. One of the problems most of us have is the lack of patience. And I reckon I'll be about the captain of the side here. I might have a few, I might have a few in the team as well, but I'll be the captain, I think. We want things done and to move into place as quickly as possible. Today, not tomorrow, but today. In 2023, let us give God his time to put the pieces in place. Our timing isn't God's timing, and God's timing is perfect. In the Bible, there are many examples where God uses his timing for certain events. In the Old Testament book of Ezra, you'll find the story of Zerubbabel. Now, he was chosen, he was appointed to lead the Jews back into Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. It was an exciting time for this Zerubbabel. He was an enthusiastic man. He was full of, full of get up and go. He was the right man for the job. And he was given 50,000 men with plenty of support to start this temple. And after two years, the foundations were complete. And then opposition arose. And the project was stopped. And the materials were left to rot and decay. Imagine how Zerubbabel felt. Had he failed? Had God changed his mind? Had God forgotten him? No, no, and no. Some 16 years later, work recommenced on the temple and the magnificent building was completed. So often during tough times, we forget that Jesus is with us. Like the two disciples walking the road to Emmaus, heads down, lives shattered, full of gloom. Yet Jesus was right there beside them, shoulder to shoulder, in fact. But they did not recognize him. They were too concerned about their own grief. As we put together the pieces for our 2023, at times you may feel like Zerubbabel. You may feel that your plans have been shattered. You've been struck by a storm. You've been let down. You're feeling depleted. Or you may feel at times like those two men walking the road to Emmaus. You may feel as though life is falling apart and you cannot understand why things are not going to plan. 
When we feel like this, I suggest we take on board the words from Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Just like the old man in the armchair had all the answers to the crossword, in 2023, Jesus has every answer to your every question and your every problem. Amen.